listening to episode 22 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I am your host, Sean Brown, and on today's episode, we have Promise Tangerman joining us. Hopefully, you've got your coffee on this Monday morning, because if you don't know who Promise is, you're going to want to listen to this episode. She is the CEO, Creative Director, and Certified Digital Marketing Strategist of the web design agency, Go Live HQ. You've probably seen their website templates, you've probably seen their websites and not even known it, because their mission is to help businesses launch the website of their dreams, and they've created over 3,000 websites just just to date, they're still going for brands such as Girlboss, Jasmine Star, Kendra Scott, just to name a few. Promise has spoken at conferences including the Girlboss Rally, the Alt Summit, and Creative Live, which is, as we know, a huge deal. So she is the real deal. And then Promise's business and design expertise has also been featured in places such as Forbes, Girlboss, BuzzFeed, Martha Stewart, and more. I am so excited to bring you guys this episode because here we dive into her design inspiration, her mission behind Go Live HQ, keeping a strong relationship while you're building your business, which I know is a struggle to many of us, managing a team and knowing when you need a team, when you, when, you know, there's just a point where you can't do it all. And when do you need to ask for others to take over something to really grow with your mission and to grow with your vision? And ultimately, we're going to talk about digging deep within yourself and figuring out what it is that you want to do. So I cannot wait for you guys to join us. Hopefully you have your cup of coffee ready and you're just ready to go on this Monday morning as we dive in to episode 22 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast with Promise Tangeman. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast or YouTube show, wherever you guys are watching that. Today, we have an amazing episode for you all with Promise Tangeman. Hopefully I'm saying your last name correctly because I know yeah. I butchered the town that she's from. She's from the LA area. <laughs> she can tell you exactly what the town name is because uh, it's Rancho something and um, all that, but we're super excited to have Promise on today. She is the creator and founder of Go Live HQ, um, an amazing resource outlet for you guys for websites, designs, all of that sort of thing that you guys need from a creative standpoint that if you're like me, you need somebody else to do it for you because I can take photos. I cannot design it to save my life. Um, so Promise is kind of the go-to person for that. So we're going to go all things creative and then just dive into her story um, and and her life and and get you guys to know her a little bit better and hear what she's about. So thank you so much for being on Real Talk. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And yes, you said my name right, Promise Perfect. Tangeman. And Rancho Cucamonga is yeah, the Yeah, that's like the coolest <laughs> town name. Your mail, your mailmen probably have such an easy time delivering the packages because they know exactly where it's going. Yeah, it sounds like a crazy farm. But I was about to say, it looks, is, you know, it's like those big like dodo birds or whatever. That's kind of what I picture when I hear like this. So. Yes. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of dodo birds up here. Are there? I actually don't know where they even live. So. Um. Awesome. So for those of you, or for people who don't know you, give our listeners and viewers a little bit of insight into who you are, uh, how you got started, what you do, all that fun stuff. Cool. Well, I feel like there's a lot that we could unpack here, but to give you the overview, 
Um, I actually started in graphic design and photography. I did some wedding photography, some senior photography when I was in high school. And so I went to design school and double majored in graphic design and fine art. And that's really where I fell in love with the whole idea of branding and creating your own unique space online that represented you and the people you wanted to attract. And also what really fascinated me was being able to make a living doing what we love while also helping people because that's how you get more business is being able to help people and offer them something that is valuable to them and something that they'll pay for. So for instance, you know, I had thought about do, just, just doing fine art or something for a living, but I was like, that's just more of a luxury and it's just yeah. something that people enjoy. It's not something people necessarily need and I really wanted to help people. So I um, started doing, you know, web design projects, branding projects, and I started it under my own name, which was Promise Tangible Creative at the time back in 2009. Okay. <laughs> really, really dating myself here now. Um, but before that, I fell in love with it by doing MySpace profiles. All right. Going way back now. <laughs> um, yeah, people kind of wanted the, a cool MySpace page, you know, with the background and music and a cool picture. I, I do remember MySpace and I do remember <laughs> customizing it. Yeah. Yeah. You barely, you probably barely do. Barely. It. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I got started. Um, and then, yeah, fell in love with design and branding and um, creating that unique space online. So then moved that over to websites and then had a high demand for what I was offering. I started to focus my business on just design. So I cut out photography just because I totally believe in the power of niching down and really finding that ideal client and marketing just to them. Um, I, could, I could talk all day about that. So <laughs> um, you take me out my soapbox. But um, yeah, so nailing down our ideal client, focusing on web design, and then as the demand grew, figuring out how to grow a business, right? Like that was another thing I had to learn was, am I meant to be a leader and a business owner or am I meant to just be a freelance artist and work with clients on my own? So I, that was like a struggle that I had to, to kind of figure out. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the beginning stages of um, the business. And then it morphed on to um, go live. And that's so, what we're, that's currently what you're really focusing on right now is Go Live HQ. Yes. So in 2014, the business became Go Live HQ. And then I started adding team members to the team and really growing the business. Um, so I took, I became more of a, an overseer in a, in a sense and focusing on the direction and the vision of the company and then hiring talent and people to help us uh, towards the end goal of helping other people launch what they love. So Yeah. It's been awesome. a ride. <laughs> I love it. And I have to ask before we get too far in, is Promise your real name? Yes. Okay. How did your parents decide on this name? Just because I think that's like one of the coolest names ever. Thanks. Yeah. yeah um, a lot of people ask if my parents were hippies, but no, I wish they were, but they were not hippies. They, my mom had a miscarriage before I was born. And so my parents felt that I was a promise from God that they had me. So that's so cool. We promise. Yeah. I and I, I think they thought I would get teased all growing up, but I feel like I've had just the most positive response from my name. So it's been fun. Cool. Um, so you, you talk about wanting to help others and creatives and really just connect with others. Yeah. Um, what's the mission of Go Live HQ and kind of what was your 
what was the time where you were like, I want to make this bigger than, you know, just what I can do alone? Sure. Yeah. Well, I was having a, a high demand for web design and design needs. And back in the time that I was starting, this was like in 2007, 2008, 2009, there were not very many females in the web design space that um, were kind of paving the way and kind of crafting um, kind of a direction and a, and a name for themselves. And so um, there was a lot of like, I mean, it was male dominated and it still is in some ways. So I feel like there was really a niche to be had there. And I think I was attracting a lot of female entrepreneurs and female creatives that wanted that female touch. Um, one, one thing that they would say is I, that I just got them. I just understood the direction they were going. Um, and so, but go live really created what was created because so many times I mean, I had this in my own experience in web design and then also working with other people and hearing other people's stories and then just hearing people come to me telling me their experiences. Most web design companies take months and months or even a year to launch a website because there's a lot that goes into it, the back and forth and it, you know everything. And as a business owner myself, so I'm not only you know a web designer, but I'm also a small business owner, an entrepreneur, and I love marketing. And if your website is your digital front door, meaning it's your main marketing tool, you cannot wait a year <laughs> to have that launched and live and to feel good about it and to the fact that it's bringing you the customers and the clients that, that you're wanting to attract. So I wanted to figure out how can we streamline the process so it doesn't take a year. And then also, you know, our target uh, market is um, female entrepreneurs and they're busy and they're fast and they want to get stuff done. They don't want to, they don't want things to drag on. Exactly. Um, and then the other thing I realized with, you know, when a process drags, drags on, you lose momentum with that client. And then that client is like, Oh, when are we going to launch this thing? <laughs> so it becomes like this not exciting thing anymore. And I really wanted people to have a positive, exciting experience when they're launching their website into the world because when your website is live, your business feels real. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to help people do. So we created, I'm all about systems and processes. And so we created this really streamlined system that we can launch our custom clients in five days. Wow. So yeah. tell me more about that. How, how does that process work for those people who are like, wow, I want to, I want to get a website launched in yeah. like a quick t time period rather than, you know, waiting on designers for a year at a time or whatever. Totally. And you know, the thing that's interesting is we're not the design team for everybody and I'm totally okay with that. There are people who want more handholding and want more of a long-term um, relationship and a longer process. Um, that's just not the ideal clients that we attract. We attract like go-getters, people who want to get stuff live and online. So what, what we do is um, our clients will inquire with us and they'll book a design date. So look at the calendar and we'll decide when are we going to be designing your website and that they choose a week. And then we um, give a dedicated designer to them for that entire week. Whereas usually companies are doing multiple projects at the same time. So that's why it can drag out. And then I would say a couple weeks before we do, we give them a brand assignment. And so they're putting their copywriting together, which they could hire us to do as well, but they're putting the copywriting together. They're getting their images together. They're figuring out, you know, what they want on the website and we can help them with that, with that as well. We have like a strategy add on. We have a couple add ons that we can um, provide that content and help with. So we're, we're getting all the content up front, and then our designers are really able to 
take that content and create and craft a custom website based on the content. And that's another thing of why, that's another reason of why the design process can take so long is sometimes the content can drag out. Yep. And, oh, you know, we're not quite getting everything we need, but we'd like to do it all up front. So that way the designers can really create a unique experience with the content itself. And then we start on a Monday and then we do the logo the first day we do, um, the homepage the second day and then Wednesday we're approving some of the other pages. You're just busting it Thursday, out. Thursday, so yeah. <laughs> Thursday we're doing revisions and Friday is a tutorial on how they can edit their own website and then we go live. So yeah, it's, that's it's awesome. Cool. It's pretty fun. That's like that's actually such a cool like you said streamlined design process because you don't yeah. hear that with other places. It's like yeah, I guess they're going to do like the homepage and like you know, next month or whatever it is. Right. And meanwhile, you're like, let's just get it all out because both of your guys' time is super valuable. Yeah. And so we tell our clients too, this might not be the best time for you to go on a vacation yeah. <laughs> during that week because we want that fluid back and forth so we can just keep moving and hopping along with the design. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, did you always want to be a designer or when did you know that this was like what you wanted to pursue? I always wanted to do something with art. Um, in high school, I was playing sports and then I had an injury that kind of took me out of sports and I really got into fine art and art and drawing and design and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do something creative. I really wanted to be a designer for, um, do you remember the brand Bulkum? I do. <laughs> I definitely oh remember God, it was like, the, like a suit brand or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. And they like had like this art division where they would do like these really cool murals and everything. And I was like, I have my heart set on designing for Volcom. But uh, yeah, took a, took a different turn. I actually didn't even take the SATs in high school because I knew to get into the design college that I wanted to, I didn't need SAT scores. <laughs> I just needed yeah. a portfolio of work. So I just spent my time building, building, designing, creating all kinds of things. Um, so that was really the start. And then I just really fell in love with design because it, it does help people. And I knew a lot of brands and entrepreneurs would need design. Um, and I really love designing on the computer because you can really make anything happen, yeah. which is really cool. Like I love fine art and stuff and creating with my hands, but then there's some limitations to that. And so that's where I fell in love with design. And I was like, I think this is what I'm going for. Oh yeah. And one, it's like, if you're anything like me, it's like, I can pick up a camera and create a, a great photograph. But if you hand me like a pencil and like charcoal or whatever it is, it's like, it's going to turn into like a gnarly stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. awesome. Um, so where do you find inspiration? Because I'm sure that like all creatives, there are times where you're just like, you're, you feel like you're in a rut you don't know where to look for. So what, what do you draw inspiration from? Where do you find inspiration? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually studied inspiration in like the brain for a little while because I was so fascinated like, with like from a psychological standpoint or a little bit lightly okay. as in when you're stressed and you're using your conscious mind, your creative mind doesn't really come out. So I have found that if I had a deadline or if I knew like if I knew a, um, someone's project was coming up and it was really weighty and I was like, okay, this is a really big project. I would know not to wait until I started that project to research it, to get like into the project. In other words, because you know that, you know how people always say, oh, go on a walk or take a shower or something when you need um, 
like creative inspiration. Totally. That's actually, yeah. And I always always been like, oh, take a walk. That sounds like a waste of time to me because I got a lot that I need to do. But in my research, I found that that actually is true. Your, your, con your subconscious comes out when you are busy doing something very mundane, like almost routine that is like more of a habit. So you don't have to, you're not using your conscious mind. So taking a shower, going for a walk, you know, you're doing things um, out of routine and then your conscious, your subconscious is able to come out and explore. And, and that's when you like, you have like those like aha moments and things come to you. So I have learned to build that into my routine, into my creative process. So if I know something's coming up, I know that I need like three weeks before I need to start diving into the mindset of that and letting that marinate, you know, as I'm washing dishes or as I'm, you know, doing things, just letting that like marinate around. So I don't feel stressed in the moment. Cause I feel like that's when you realize oh, I'm, I'm all creatively dry. I don't have anything is when you need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, so I found that just preparing for that helps in coming to the table with creative ideas when that time has come to really build something. Um, and was there a time that you were struggling to do that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there was a time where before I had my team and I was like booked solid and I was speaking and I was doing creative work, I just felt totally tapped out. I wasn't filling my sponge. It was just being emptied the entire time. And so I had to realize, okay, what, what do I need to do to fill my sponge up with water? That's a really silly analogy. No, I but, actually love the analogy. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I had to fill it with water in order to it to be squeezed out. And so finding those things, like, is it going to a conference? Is it um, just, is it going for a walk? <laughs> you know, like what, what is it to just feel released of um, that tension and that stress? Um, so yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I, well, I think, I think that makes sense because I think that so many people, especially what you're talking about in those times of, you know, that are high, high demand, yeah. you, you think I need to just use every second of the day just to work rather than taking that step back and actually taking time to evaluate what you need to do from like a creative standpoint to actually move that next step. Yeah. Because that 20 minutes may feel like a waste of time to you when actually, if you do take those 20 minutes, it might open up the doors for your entire day to make pr more process, more progress than you would have ever imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about growing your team because how many employees are you currently at or, or team size that you're working with right now? Yeah. So there's about 14 of us, 12 or 14 of us all together on the team. So yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple core people that are like my get stuff done team. And mm -hmm. then, um, we hire, we have some contractors and hire out, um, people that will help us get some of the creative work done. So, so what was your biggest fear when initially building that team or, you know, even looking back at a time where you're like, I don't know if I, you, you even said it yourself. You're like, you're like, am I destined to be a leader and have a team? Yeah. I feel like that was my biggest moment when the demand was high and I had to decide, do I just want to be a creative freelancer or do I want to build a company? And that was a jump that I had to make in terms of knowing, am I meant to be a leader? Because I, I feel like the word leadership 
and like a business leader and um, company you know, owner and everything just has so much weight to it. And I, I was reading and listening to a lot of podcasts and books about leadership and stuff. And it intimidated me because I was hearing a lot of, you know, really successful men with these businesses and like all the, all like the best tips on how to be the best leader. And I was like, I just don't think I'm that. You know, I do not relate to this at all. <laughs> I don't think I'm that, but I had one girl and she was a mentor of mine and she sat down and she said, you know, I was like, I just don't know if I meant to like lead a team. And she's like, but do you think people would follow? Do you think people would listen to you and take direction and, and would they be excited to work under you? I was like, yeah, I think so. She's like, well, that's all you need to know. So I was like, okay. So just taking that next step in rounding the team up, figuring out who I needed to help take that next step. And so I've built the team slowly over time. I've, um, you know, some, like one person will have like tons of jobs until, until all that gets way too overwhelming and too busy. And then we try to sector off different job descriptions. So I feel like we've very slowly built the team. Um, but I feel like one of the big learnings I had to figure out was what kind of leader am I? And so I would think, I would say like my biggest tip is understand who and what kind of leader you are. Um, so for instance, for instance, I'm an introvert. And so I don't like hopping on the phone or hopping on video calls all day long. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> no, it's great to talk with you. Yeah. Um, so, but I just can't do that all day long just because I like to have time where I put my head down and I actually do work. So I think for me, it's just being, um, yeah, for me, it's just being, uh, like out, out front with, with what I'm strong in and what I'm not strong in. And then being able to fill in with team members who are strong in the areas that I'm not. Yeah. That's probably been the biggest key for me. What was the biggest challenge you faced when growing your team? Um, that's a great question. I would, I would say my first hire was, I like, I think, I think the biggest question I still have is when do you know when to hire? Like, how do you know when the business is ready to hire someone else? Um, and I feel like I always, every time I always have to go through like, okay, like, how do I know, you know, what are the signs? Um, and I would say that's continually to be a big challenge. Um, and then also like, who do we need on the team? So I had to figure out, um, like I have another, I have another designer friend who he has a business that's kind of like mine, but it's like all guys. And so like, we're like all girls and they're all guys and he runs it really different. Like he is the one who's on every client call. He does all the sales calls. If you, if you inquire, you will talk to him. And then he, so he just has a really different way of doing things than I do. But I realized I'm not the person to be on client calls all day long. And I'm actually really slow to respond to emails. So that's not best for my clients. I want my clients to have the best experience. I want them to have someone that can get back to them right away. And so I knew I needed a client manager who can just like girl boss this thing <laughs> that can get back to our clients really quickly, be a good representative for us. Yep. And um, yeah, so I think being honest with yourself and saying, where am I strong and where am I weak? And then filling in um, where you're weak with good people. Exactly. Well, and I think, um, that you ask a really good question is when do you hire or when do you start to grow your team? So, you know, for a lot of photographers listening, they're like, I am stretched and I don't know where to turn to. Um, and so I do think that it takes that initial step to figuring out, okay, what do you do? So um, let's talk, you know, outsourcing uh, slash hiring. 
yeah. and then versus, you know, trying to take it all in, all on yourself. So what was the biggest difference that you found when you were trying to take it all in your, all upon yourself to do versus when you actually took the step to say, you know what, maybe I'm not the best person for client management and, and handling emails. So mm-hmm. I need to find somebody. What, what did that look like? It's cause it's a tough conversation you have to have with yourself. Right. Yeah. And one of my business mentors has always told me to um, really focus on the things that only I can do. Mm-hmm. And when I very first started my business, the only thing I could do was design because that's why people were inquiring because they really liked my design aesthetic. So I didn't have to be the one responding to everyone's emails or onboarding our clients or billing them or all these things. And I realized, okay, I can have someone that can help me with that. And it was, there was a tipping point. I felt so stressed, so stressed. And I had an inbox full and this um, one gal that was going to be my client wrote me this mile long email, you know, about just details and the whole thing. And that was the moment I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like she's going to need a lot. She's going to need, um, I don't know, handholding isn't the word, but just major attention guidance. Uh, yeah. Guidance, major attention from me. And I just didn't have that because I had all these other design things that I needed to do. And so that was the moment uh, that I was like, I'll do anything. I just, if I'm going to stay in, it was one of those, like, I'm either going to quit because I can't handle it all, or I need to find someone that can help me. And the trade-off of the, like the financial um, trade-off was going to be worth it for me because I was actually going to be sane. So that was my first hire was a client manager. So she managed all the inquiries, all the billing and all that. She helped me get the client ready and prepped to then help me design best. So, yeah. Um, when was a, ta- a time that you doubted yourself? All the time. <laughs> Shoot. Um, oh man. Yeah. I think, I think those times where I doubt myself is, well, I mean, I, I, I can see so many moments in my journey in which I doubted myself. I first doubted myself as a female in a very male dominated field. Um, like in the very beginning, there was some comments online about, you know, how I need to kind of stay out of web design and all that, like socially online. Yeah. And um, I could have, it could have really taken me out, but I knew that there was a need for what I was doing. And there was a niche that I was trying to reach and he wasn't part of that niche. Um, so that was one part I would say, you know, when, when people or when my teammates are disappointed in my leadership, I doubt myself, like, am I, doing this right? Am I, you know, yeah, but it's all part of the process. And I feel like there's learning moments in along the way. And I don't know, I think, I think in some ways I've always waited for that time where there wasn't any problems. It wasn't anything, right? It's like, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I was like, when, when in the business am I going to feel like I'm not in a transition of some sort and, um, I'm not, you know, um, dynamically moving in a different direction and there's challenges and, and struggles that come with, come with moving in a different direction. But one thing I've realized is as an entrepreneur online, you will always be in transition because things are moving so quickly. Um, the industry is moving fast. Your clients are changing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's all in motion. So yeah. it's all a learning process. What do you do to overcome that? Or how do you overcome that self-doubt? Hmm. 
I like to read different books, I think helps. Um, and I would say just like with my team members, just being honest with my shortcomings and where I'm, I don't feel like I'm strong in and, and not feeling like you have to measure up to what everyone or, or what you think the standard is. Um, that was something that I've been working through with my therapist. <laughs> she was like, you don't have to be what everyone wants you to be. You can be yourself and be your own person and like be the leader that you are meant to be. And it looks different than a lot of, a lot of other business owners, yeah. but that's okay. You just need to know your strengths and know where you can fill in with those other people that can, um, that can help. So yeah, I think just reading books, a lot of processing, um, therapy, therapy. That's, that's, that's the <laughs> I think fun. everybody should therapy. go to therapy. It's been the best use of my, my investment and my time. <laughs> so, um, when it, kind of, I guess it feeds off of that is in terms of, um, knowing what you need to do to overcome self-doubt, obviously it takes individuals that are backing you as well. So how do you nourish relationships, whether that be, you know, significant other friendships, all of that stuff while you're trying to grow a business? Cause it's very time consuming. It's very demanding. So how do you nurture those relationships while, you know, having a dozen different things going on? Yeah. Um, I think maybe that's where my husband comes in really well is I'm, I'm a cup half empty and my husband is a cup half full. Optimistic, pessimistic type thing? So optimistic, yes. It's like his cup is overflowing. And so I feel like surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and people who just see, look on the bright side, I feel like is such a help. And my husband is is key in that. He champions me and um, definitely has pushed me to places that I've been uncomfortable in, but I know it's like what I'm meant to do, but I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have that push. Um, so yeah, I think that's been, I think that's been, um, a really key component in just pushing through the self-doubt. Um, yeah, I think just having, just having, just making time for friends. I feel like when I was really, when I had my head down, I was really building my business. I would wake up, you know, at five in the morning and work until 10 at night. And, and now they look back, I realized that was a season and I probably needed to do that for a season in order to build what I've built. Um, but now it's just so much sweeter to be in a season in which I can have friendships and relationships outside of my business because yeah. you can really get in a bubble and almost your thinking becomes uh, skewed. And it's not like a part of the real world all of a sudden. So sometimes <laughs> even like getting outside to take my dog for a walk, it's, it's like, okay, I'm outside of the online world and the web yeah. design world. And there are actually people outside yeah. of the computer screen. There are. Yeah. There's, tre- there's trees blowing in the wind and like all these things that, that I'm noticing that help me bring a, a more healthy perspective. Yeah. Um, so what do you do to connect with your husband on a daily basis then? My husband and I... Um, I feel like we've been so blessed. Like we, um, we just really love each other. <laughs> no, but he'll come home from work and our favorite time is like having a glass of wine at night and debriefing our days. It's like the most special, the funnest times um, to get to hear about his day and get to hear about my day. Uh, and that's kind of the time that we get to bounce ideas off of each other. Um, yeah, we're just really best friends in that way. So that's been fun to, oh, and then one thing that we subscribe to is, um, this is kind of getting on more of a personal note now. Um, 
we feel like over the years, you know, people really diminish anniversaries and they'll just like go out for dinner or maybe not even go out for dinner to celebrate their anniversary. But we really, we call it our honeymoon every year instead of an anniversary. And we try to try to schedule and, you know, even save up for if we need to, to go on a special trip together so we can really have that dedicated time. Um, and that's been huge for our relationships. So we try to do that every year. So we always recommend married couples to, to do that, but we recommend marriage. We love it. And how did you guys come up with that? Because I think that it's, sometimes, um, you know, people have, I don't think you have kids, but people have kids and then they have their work and all of a sudden their marriage or relationship starts to become secondary. So yeah. How did you guys realize that you really need to keep that as kind of a a core in order to keep your guys' self strong? Right. Well, I think, um, so do you, uh, are you into the Enneagram? No. Oh, Oh, I'm going to get you the Enneagram. So the Enneagram personality test you know about it oh is this like the the six myers-briggs or whatever it's not myers-briggs but it's a it's a series of numbers that go around and we learned each other's numbers and we both can be very driven in different ways and so if you're not careful you can tend to grow apart just because you're both focused and interested in in things that are going different directions so once we had that realization we're like we don't want that to happen to us and so that is when we decided like, we're, we're going to make, oh, and then I think one year he was away on our anniversary. He was at a work trip doing something and we had just like this feeling like this isn't right. Like, what are we doing? We should be together. And so we just made a pact to always celebrate that our anniversary by calling it our honeymoon and always booking a trip and just making it a really strong priority. And I have a feeling I, we don't have kids yet, but that's something that we feel so strongly and so passionate about that. Even if we do have kids, we will try to make, try to work that in every year. I think, well, I think that's really important too, is to keep your relationship strong because, you know, once that starts to deteriorate, I think that there's so many different stress factors that kind of accompany that, which can negatively impact your business or just the direction that you're going as an individual. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like I've definitely seen people's marriage be another stress on their life. And then they feel totally maxed and totally stressed for finances and like all the things that you can, you know, be stressed. And that just adds another thing. So that's one like safe haven that I felt like we've been able to um, just really treasure and protect over the years. We've been married for almost 10 years now. This will be our congrats. That's exciting. It's a big milestone right there. Yeah. So in May, it'll be 10 years. We're still looking for, to try to figure out where, where we're going to go. Oh, so you don't know yet. Mm Mm-mm. No, we usually like to go to Mexico or Hawaii. So Okay. What island in Hawaii? Our favorite is Kauai. Yep. It's beautiful there. Yeah. And just lush and quiet and kind of off the grid. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let's, let's go. You kind of um, talked about, you know, relationships being important to keep strong. Um, was there ever a time where you began to kind of falter with that? Um, with my marriage, just in, in terms of feeling like you were lacking, giving, giving someone your all. Yeah. I feel like being a business owner, um, I've struggled with managing just girlfriend relationships, friendship relationships. Cause there's a lot of, a lot pulling at me, right? There's a lot of decisions, financial decisions, um, emotional decisions. And then also, um, you know, people relationships in, in the business and clients, there's a lot of people like pulling at you. And so, yeah, I feel like in different seasons I've struggled with how do I balance having friendships and 
um, people that also help build me up and instead of drain me in some ways. And so I think just for me making those, like I have I'm happy hour every now and then with some girlfriends and just try to try to get an outlet, like to see life instead of outside the computer screen, yeah. like what you're mentioning. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that even like you mentioning those people that figuring out which people are detracting from your life is a big one. Um, and I know personally, it's like, there have been friends that I've been with where, you know, it ultimately didn't necessarily work out in the direction that I was going to have them as part of my life because it was, they were detracting so significantly. So how do you figure out if a person is a benefit or kind of a, what is it? What's the opposite of a detractor? Hmm. I don't know. Whatever that is, um, you kind of get what I'm saying though. How do you figure out who's impacting your life in a positive versus a negative way? Yeah. Well, I feel like for me personally, there's friends that I have that it's like iron sharpens iron, right? So we're there to like really build each other up and to support each other. And then I have people in my life who I just feel called to, to be there for as a friend and to help them transition to their next time, you know, point in life or whatever that is. And so for those people, I have like a different, um, a different like meter, I guess for, and I have more grace and more, um, more, um, just patience for, because I'm not expecting to get anything. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just in that relationship to give to them and to bless them and, and to hope, hopefully make their life better. Um, but in terms of friendships that iron sharpens iron, I feel like I love friends that can make the turn with me. Like they can laugh hard, but then they can talk about deep things and they can just ebb and flow with where I am. I know I have some friends that I feel like I kind of have to perform with or kind of be always on the same page with them. And, um, but I feel like those like lifelong friends, those ones that you can, that can see you in the highs and the lows, um, are the most beneficial, at least for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> those are like the people, those are, like my people that, yeah, keep, can keep me going and, um, and we keep, we keep each other going. Yeah. Awesome. Um, kind of transitioning away from, you know, friends and relationships and whatnot. Um, in general, what's, what are your biggest fears? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I would You're like, say, it was easy up until now. <laughs> I would say not being useful or unique or not being, not having a place in the world. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> Elaborate. Um, Oh, that's a good question. Not feeling like not feeling like not feeling like you have a larger purpose or yeah. I think so. And how does that feed into ultimately what you do now? Yeah, well, I feel like I always like to have a purpose. I always like to feel like I'm contributing to the world, helping people um, get to a certain place. And so I, I feel like if there was a moment in which that wasn't useful anymore, I think that would be really hard. But then again, I'm very entrepreneurial. So I'm like, okay, so how do I, how can I transition this into, <laughs> into something else? Um, but yeah, 
I'm a four on the Enneagram. So when you start to look into the Enneagram, there right, we're going to have to figure out these Enneagram things. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Link it in the show notes or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's cool. But I'm an individualist. So I really thrive on being unique and different. And it's kind of like the artsy type on the Enneagram. So I love seeing beauty in the world and contributing to its beauty in, in a way. So I feel like if there was a way that if, if something, you know, I guess my fear is that I wouldn't be able to contribute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of bouncing off of that, what are you most proud of? I think I'm most proud of what I've built with my business and where Go Live has been because it's not something that I really ever dreamed of building because I had that moment of like, am I supposed to be doing this? What am I supposed to be doing? So I think that's been a surprise to me, like a very pleasant surprise. I know sometimes when things get hairy and I'm getting a little like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing or what should I be doing? Um, my husband always reminds me, he says, um, um, he says, would you rather work for crazy or lead crazy? Yep. Because no matter what, it's always crazy. <laughs> so I thought that was great because I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I want to continue to lead crazy because, you know, we can, we can ebb and flow and do our own thing and pave our own way. So, well, yeah. and it seems like that business is, um, you know, a source of, of pride and happiness for you. So, um, what's, what's your key to being happy? I think, I think being happy is just the state of something happening around you, but joy. So I feel like what's the, what's the key to, to joy because I feel like joy is found deep down like even when things aren't going wrong is looking on the bright side looking for the good things being thankful for what you do have um, that's really what creates joy um, so yeah I, I see a lot of like quotes and stuff on the internet of like being happy and stuff and it's like there's more there's more than just being happy because happy just seems like a fleeting emotion but joy seems like something to aspire towards and always working towards so, it's a really interesting distinction. Yeah. So you're, yeah. So you're saying that happiness is almost just like a, almost like a temporary or not temporary, but it's, it's not as, as lasting as joy in, in, right. in kind of your viewpoint. Yeah. I think happiness is, you know, things that happen that you feel for a moment. It's more of an emotion. Whereas joy is really something to be cultivated deep down in your heart, no matter what your circumstances are. And that takes a lot of, um, gusto and practice and like really evaluating your perspective on life and circumstances that happen. Um, so it's like not the circumstances aren't happening to you, but they're happening for a reason to better you in, in some ways. And so looking at things positively. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, I always like to kind of end with this question. Um, and that is if you had one one pointer one north star one piece of advice to give entrepreneurs whether that be um women that are like yourselves where they're in a space where they where other people are saying that they shouldn't be or maybe it's a creative that's just getting their business started what's that one piece of advice that you want to instill in them yeah i would say to start now 
because I feel like, especially for me in my business, I talk to a lot of people who are transitioning out or want to transition to their dream job and they're coming from their full-time job. And it's that, I don't know if I should do it kind of thing. But I, um, I would say start now because so many people that I talk to feel like they have to wait for the moons to align, everything to be perfect. And they have to have the perfect website and the perfect branding and the perfect this and the perfect that. And then they never end up doing it. And so our whole value at go live is to just go live with your website, get it online. And then everything is always a work in progress. Even your business model and the clients you work with, you will always be tweaking and changing that as your business grows and expands. So don't wait for everything to be perfect. Just continually take the next step forward and make progress and launch it, launch the business. And even if it's a little wonky, it's a little wobbly at first, that's okay because that's all part of the learning process. And that's that's part of the growing and the shaping process of really developing who your brand is and where your business is going. So yep. uh, there's, I forget who said it. There's a quote and it's um, that something along the lines of don't wait for perfection because you'll never achieve perfection or something along the lines yeah. of that. And I think that that's exactly yeah. what you're saying with just, just go, even if it's not perfect, it's, it's you and you'll shape it into what you become ultimately. Totally. So, yeah. I think that's a perfect end note. Um, where can people find you? Um, what services can they get from Go Live HQ that we didn't really talk about yet? All that stuff. Yeah. So our website is golivehq.co, not .com, .co. And we do website templates for creative entrepreneurs and small businesses. And people can create their own unique templates with no coding needed so they can um, really make their website totally their own. We have lots of resources and tutorials and videos and a Facebook group that helps you walk through all that. Um, if, and then if you want something more custom, so I usually recommend a custom site for people that are like three years into their business or more. Um, they really know their ideal client. They know their business. That's like the perfect stage to create a custom website. And that's um, something my team does as well. So, and then we also, um, we also can like tweak a custom template so we can take a template and make it, make it the client's own too. So, um, yeah. And then on Instagram, you can find us at go live HQ. And then my personal one is at promise tangerine. Awesome. Um, any workshops or conferences that you'll be at or anything like that? Um, not coming up. I'm taking a little break. So I have a lot of initiatives we're working on for the business. Yeah, I feel but yeah. We do have a big sale coming up for the 4th of July. And so that's like a really, we're doing a huge sale and then also some classes, free classes in alignment with the sale. So that's perfect. And we'll be going live on July 1st. So it'll be right before the sale for, Hello. so Sweet. perfect. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for, for being on. If you guys are joining us um, for Real Talk for the first time, whether that be the podcast, you stumbled across this by typing in Promises uh, name on YouTube or, or whatever. We're so thankful to have you guys here. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you guys can keep up to date with all the other episodes that we're putting out throughout this year. And then um, I'm actually going to have Promise ask a question um, and have you guys answer DM us on Instagram you have promises, um, handles, just include us in the DM at senior style guys. So we can see your guys' answers. So what's an, one uh, question that you have for the viewers and listeners for today? It can be literally anything photography related, anything. Hey, let's, let's bring it back to the Enneagram. Okay. What Enneagram are, what Enneagram number are you? We'll, we'll, we'll include it in the show notes. So. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Perfect. So awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you on the next episode. And until then, we'll see you guys. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. 
We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook and the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us. And we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around. Thank you.